Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Trisha Stefankowitz, registered dietitian nutritionist. On today's podcast, I want to do one more episode um, about our body and this idea of holding on to weight or having some kind of weight as protection. Over the last couple weeks, I've been really trying to focus on different ways to approach the thoughts that we have when it comes to our weight. Because we're in a season, many of us, where there might be some discomfort. Um, you may have gained weight with COVID. You may be uncomfortable going to the beach in the summer. Um, you may be getting into a new wardrobe of different clothes you just might be holding on to weight that you've had for a while that um, you know that you're just uncomfortable and so I want to continue the conversation when it comes to weight on this show because a lot of times and what we've been focusing on is trying to get to this place of self-love but what I realized and what I have been realizing is that you know I think that a lot of us tend to hold on to weight as some form of protection. And so that's what I want to spend some time talking about today on the show. Over the last couple weeks, we've been focusing on myths that we tell ourselves, how to get to a place that we feel or that we're ready to have some kind of um, of self-love, but, you know, in my own journey with my weight, which I, I don't know that I've even really talked a lot about, is that there is this idea, at least for me, and perhaps you've experienced it too, that maybe you're holding on to weight as some kind of protection. So when I say that, I think a lot of times there is this oversimplified version of weight gain and weight loss. And the big thing for weight loss here is that, oh, it's this really simple, it's calories in, calories out. But what that doesn't take into account, and from working with people for a very long time, men and women, in the weight loss space, is, and my own experience with weight gain and weight loss, is that there's a huge emotional component to it that is very complex. And so when we talk about, um, you know, it's just calories in and calories out, I think that we're forgetting that there may be a root to that problem. Now, I do, I have met people who, you know, didn't have a, not a lot of knowledge when it came to what to eat. And when you teach them, it is like something clicks and it doesn't seem to have emotional component to it. But for the majority of people, myself included, there is a huge emotional component when it comes to when it comes to weight. And so that's what this idea of is holding weight um, as protection, kind of really trying to figure out kind of the etiology and the root cause of the emotions that you feel um, to get to a place to see if this is something that you're doing. So a few years ago when I was pregnant with my son, I know you probably all know this story because it's in my intro um, about me, 
I, um, during my pregnancy, so I gained weight during my pregnancy, and, um, which was fine. It was, like, normal. I wasn't worried about it. Um, and it was the heaviest I'd ever been, but I had a baby, right? So it was, like, perfectly fine. But then, um, I, after I had my baby, I started losing weight, and then I got down to, like, my pre-pregnancy weight, and didn't take that long to do, um, which I was very lucky. That was, like, the quickest I ever lost weight. Then what happened is, is that within the first couple months of having my child, Within the first month, I had um, moved out of my apartment, so I was packing. I was essentially taking care of my son by myself, so I was to his every whim all of the time. It was just me and him. And I had a C-section, and I had fractured my hip during my pregnancy, and I didn't know it. So I was in a lot of pain, and I was trying to push myself through it, trying to take him out from for walks and I'd be walking up and down my third floor apartment. So as you can imagine, now I have all this angst and all of these emotions that I'm feeling that I don't have an outlet for because at this point now I am not allowed to walk and I'm on a scooter and I'm on crutches so I can't do a lot of the things that I have been able to do. And so that resulted in me over time gaining weight. In addition to that, I was in survival mode because I was going through, I was separated from my husband, and I was filing papers for divorce. And then my dad died suddenly, and then my child was diagnosed with food allergies. So this all happened very, like, very quickly. And so then during that time, I knew that I had gained weight because I was... I, I feel like I was trying to protect myself from all of the emotions that I was feeling because it was just this way that I was trying to survive. And I didn't want to deal with any of the underlying emotions that I was feeling. So some of the emotions that I was feeling, you know, the obvious ones, I had a lot of grief um, for all the stuff that I was going through. I had a lot of despair I think, I mean, all the emotions that you can think of, I was going through. Um, I felt like I needed, I had shame with how my life was. I mean, just all of it. And so I felt like, even though I, that I had gained all this weight after um, my son, after I lost weight, um, I felt like, okay, I can't really do anything about it right now, and I'm just going to have to accept what it is, because the weight is so unimportant when all of these other things are um, are going on in my life. And so first, I just want to acknowledge that that's okay too. Like if you're not ready to make a change or to do anything, then I, that's perfectly okay. You have to do whatever is right in your life. And so for me, it took me a couple of years. I think it probably took me like three years where I was like, okay, I feel like I'm in a place now that I can tackle this the emotions that are involved with my weight gain. Because I knew, like all of you, you all know what to do. Most people know what to do. We just are unable to do it for the long term because we have all these emotions that are tied to the weight loss that are kind of like trapped inside of us. And 
you know, when you're going through those or those emotions feel so raw, it's very difficult, at least for me, to make the decision like, okay, so today I'm ready to get to a point that I'm going to start working on whatever it is when it comes to my health. And I'm going to really dive into those feelings of shame and protection that I have. It's really hard, <laughs> really hard to do. So, so when we talk about this idea of weight as protection, I think there's a lot of reasons um, why women do it. And so I've told you why I felt like I needed to protect myself. But I think that when we're looking at you and your life, and if this is something that you're struggling with, really trying to figure out what it is, if you're doing it, that maybe you're protecting yourself from. Because again, I think that when it comes to weight loss, there's a lot of feelings that we're trying to run away from that contribute um, to you know, any of the lifestyle changes that we're trying to do and if we're having a hard time um, accomplishing them. So what are the feelings that, you, that you're running away from that you don't feel like dealing with? Is it something like grief, like I was going through? Is it um, that you feel unloved or unworthy or not enough? I have all those feelings right there with you. I think sometimes too with weight, it's this other way where we can really downplay our physical appearance in an effort to keep ourselves physically protected too. So I think for weight, it can act as an emotional barrier for protection and then also a physical barrier. Because the physical part also, I think, is like we can like hide it so that like nobody pays attention to us and we can feel invisible for the time that we feel like we need that in our life. Another thing I think is that there is this, um, I think for women, like, and I don't know that men experience this, but maybe they, they do, I don't know. But for women, I feel like there is this sense of like, um, I don't know, there's like this sense of, I think with women, we're always worried about our safety. And I think, you know, having that or feeling like we're not attractive or we are trying to protect ourselves. I think sometimes it's with the whole safety issue too. It's this way to just kind of like make sure nobody, that nobody is attracted to us and that we can keep people, um, that we can kind of keep, keep people at a distance. Um, other emotions, I mean, there is, there's also, you know, there's been some evidence to suggest that there is a link between obesity and sexual abuse. And that could also um, tie into that idea that we are trying to have some kind of physical barrier, physical protection, um, because, because we're scared and because we've been through a lot of trauma, you, that could be something as well. Like any trauma that you've experienced in the past as a way for protection. Um, let me think of some other things that we feel. I think, you know, I feel like you know, maybe we're in this place that maybe we just don't want to feel vulnerable. And I know that I've certainly felt that way too, that I just want to kind of keep people out and be in this little bubble of protection. And so, you know, I think that just having 
this idea and understanding that this is probably something that we don't really talk about, but I think that we do it is, you know, just kind of half of the battle here because what we can do to change it um, is to first recognize that maybe this is something that we're doing. Maybe we are um, doing something like emotional eating as a way to numb ourselves for any of the feelings that we are trying to avoid. Um, maybe the way that we are keeping ourselves self-protected is by our appearance and not being in a place that we want to make a change or that we're capable of making a change because we have a lot of trauma and grief and perhaps we feel like we're just not in a place that we can tackle that emotional health and that's perfectly okay. Um, but you know, I think eventually you get to a point that you're kind of like, okay, I'm ready to do something different because you feel so shitty and you feel, or you may feel isolated and you're ready to make a change. And so then what do you do there? Like, how do you get to a place that you don't feel so threatened um, and maybe you get to a place that you're willing to be a little bit more vulnerable and a little bit more exposed and having a little bit more power or you're willing to take the power back when it comes to making any of the health changes that you want to do. Again, we're talking about this um, in terms of weight, but certainly it can be for anything that you're doing. Because I think too, as a sort of protection when it comes to our weight and being uncomfortable with it, there are some things that relate to our health because I think that when you're trying to protect yourself, it's very, I mean, at least for me, it's very hard for me to be like um, going to the doctors and taking care of myself because I'm just in a place that I'm trying to keep people away and be distant. And so I think one of the most important things to think about here is to really start to figure out what it is, what emotion that you have that you're trying to protect yourself from, right? So I think the most rational thing people do, and I think what we've been taught when it comes to, okay, I'm ready to tackle this issue of my weight or any of the health issues that I want to tackle, it always starts with diet and exercise, right? Because that's probably a little bit easier to do than the emotional work. But I challenge you in this to start thinking about the emotional work because I truly believe that once you start doing some of that work, then we can start to concentrate on the other stuff. And I think it would be easier to do it because if you're in this place that you're thinking these, and this is why I've been concentrating on all these past episodes, really getting to this place of like challenging the beliefs that you have about yourself. Because if you're in this place that you think, I'm so dumb, I can't believe I let this happen to me, I can't believe I failed over and over again, it's going to be really hard for you to, to get to a place that you are like, okay, I'm so deserving of having um, love and exercising today and nourishing my body. I think that's a tough transition to make. Um, again, I'm not a therapist. This is just from a nutrition point of view. But I think there, 
it's like almost like you have to get to a place like a little bit more of a starting point of some kind of self-acceptance or just a place that you're able to identify that emotion before you can move towards, you know, the exercise and diet piece of it. And by the way, most of you have already probably done that route millions of times or many times. And so why not do something different? Why not do something that could help you in every aspect of your life, making it better? Because I guarantee you, if you're able to kind of do the work and get into it, you will get to a place that that will be much easier to do the diet and exercise part of it. Well, we don't really say diet on the show. We say healthy eating and exercising and moving your body because you're going to come from a place that you're a little bit more loving of yourself than a place um, of this negative um, criticism of yourself and judgment and not loving yourself enough. So the first thing I would say in terms of like having some tactical steps to take would first be really trying to figure out what emotion it is that maybe um, is kind of happening in your body. And the reason why I say identifying whatever emotion it is that you have, because you need to kind of figure out what the starting point is, because what you do with that emotion may vary. So if you're, if you're somebody that has maybe a lot of trauma that you've dealt with in the past, or that you haven't dealt with, then perhaps that's the first route for you would be to seek out a mental health therapist um, that would be able to help you treat the trauma that you're experiencing it. If you're somebody who deals with a lot of shame or unworthiness, that emotion is going to be dealt with differently. Maybe there's some different resources than um, than the trauma. So it's really trying to figure out what the emotion is underneath of it. And again, I think this is the hardest part is bringing awareness to it. So I would say the first step is kind of like writing down some of the thoughts that you think about yourself, be, just trying to become aware of it because we have thousands and thousands of thoughts a day. They tend to be the same thoughts that we repeat every single day, day after day. So, you know, kind of taking like five minutes today and just writing some of the things that you think about yourself so that you can bring awareness to it. And then really diving into like, what are the emotions that you have? Am I feeling shame? Am I feeling that I have trauma that's been unresolved? Do I have, um, am I scared because I don't, you know, I feel like I need this protection. Are you, um, you know, are you just in survival mood? Are you like, what is, what is happening with you? Like, what are you, are you scared? Like, what is it? So again, I think that's the most important aspect of it, just to kind of get the idea and kind of identify what the emotion is involved that you're thinking. Because then the next step would be really trying to figure out what to do with that. So if you've identified that you have some things that are pretty heavy and that you probably that you need some help with and you want to probably contact somebody to help you unpack what's going on with you and again that would be a mental health therapist I think that with a lot of women there is success in terms of achieving their health goals and this could be men too 
Um, but I think there is more success in achieving health goals when you're working with a therapist because there's just this clarity and awareness. And, you know, sometimes it may not seem successful or as quick that you want to achieve your goals because there's maybe some stuff going on that needs to be dealt with before um, the health part kind of comes into it. But I would, you know, I think that that's remembering that that's a resource for you because, again, I think a lot of the whole weight, the whole weight topic is related to emotions that are unresolved or that we don't want to deal with. So once you're able to kind of figure out what it is, the emotions that you have, trying to figure out if you're ready to take that step and seeking a mental health professional, which of course I advocate for, I've had multiple therapists on this episode and I love them all and they all do something different. But if you feel like you're not ready for that, kind of then tapping into the topic of whatever it is. So if if it's inadequacy, if it's shame, kind of digging more into that and exploring that until you get to a place that you're ready to move forward. And then really like once you're able to identify these things, kind of having some kind of like outlet for the emotions that you have. So, you know, a lot of these unresolved emotions, I think, come out in ways that are that are harmful to us. So I think, you know, we could do some like emotional eating because we don't want to deal with the emotions we have. Maybe we avoid going to the doctors, like I said, because we're too scared to have someone look at the way that we, you know, that we look from the outside. It could be anything. Um, maybe you are just not keeping up with things that you, or behaviors that you want to be doing because you're in a place that you just, you know, can't go any further or you just can't, you're just not capable of it right now. So I would say just to kind of have some kind of outlet for those emotions, anything that works for you. And that could be something like moving. It could be something like just sitting with yourself, you know, I talk a lot here about meditation because it's just a way that you can reconnect with yourself. And I do believe that when it comes to this idea of weight as protection, that we do this thing where we almost like, we almost have like our emotions as one part of us and our, and our body as something different. And I think what happens in meditation is it's helpful because it kind of combines the two together and it kind of, you know, it doesn't separate them. And I think ultimately we get to a place that we're more in touch with how we feel because we were more connected in that way. And so many of us, myself included, like when life gets hard, like I don't want to sit and meditate because it's so freaking hard and I don't want to be connected. It's like almost this way that like I'd rather just avoid or procrastinate than do anything that's meaningful. And I will sit here and like, you know, and I will just delay any pleasure, anything that's going to make me feel better because it's almost like I feel like I'm deserving to sit in these emotions. And so having some kind of outlet for those emotions, once you know what they are, will be helpful because it's just a way that you're not keeping it all inside that then you're going to be emotionally eating or whatever it is that you do to, to manage that. It could be emotional eating. It could be that you're watching back-to-back episodes of Netflix series because you don't want to deal with what's going on. So it's just, you know, whatever outlet works for you, 
maybe even for you today would just be like an idea what would work for you. What is it that, you know, that would help you when you start to feel like you have some of these thoughts that are kind of going on in your head? And so in conclusion, um, I would say for you to take just one action step today, like what is it that you can do? Like maybe your action step is just listening to this episode and thinking about if any of this resonates with you or identifying if you have any of these emotions that you feel like you need to protect yourself and kind of getting to a place of like kind of tweaking out what those things could be and then once you're ready moving on to the next step of trying to figure out and dive more into whatever it is the emotion that you're feeling and trying to figure out if maybe you need to seek help or just kind of gaining more knowledge about what it is that will help you and what works for you. So, you know, I think that it's important to remember that as women, we are not born hating our bodies, but that as, you know, as time, as we get older and as we live in this world, especially now with more social media and more having this comparison with other women, um, we start to develop this disdain for ourselves along the way. And so what I'm trying to provide with this podcast and with this mission that I have is to have community with other women that feel the same way as you do and to help in normalizing emotions and normalizing what it takes for healthy behaviors and normalizing that it's not as simple as people make it sound because the emotional component is a really big deal and is very, I think, not really talked about when it comes to making health, wellness, and self-care changes that you desire in your life. So if you found this episode helpful, please share with any other woman that you think would help her. Because the goal is to further this mission, and we can do that, or you guys can help me do that, by sharing this podcast with other women so that we can all empower each other and have a community where we all feel heard and we get to a place that we are more capable or at least more willing to talk about some of the things that we are feeling because we feel comfortable and then also trying to figure out ways and get to the emotional self so that we can have the health, wellness, and self-care that we desire. So I thank you so much for listening today and I am really grateful and um, I'll see you guys back here next week. Have a good week.